You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called What is Your Body Intelligence? (laughs) This episode defines body intelligence, also known as BQ, and it helps you to discover what your score is so that you can raise it, so that you can develop more body intelligence. Now, this concept of body intelligence is based on the work of Jim Gavin from Concordia University in Montreal and Margaret Moore who pulled together a framework for BQ in 2016. I've been studying this recently as part of my personal and professional development into health and wellbeing coaching. And I think it's something really important that we all need to know about and to develop. So what is BQ? You've probably heard of social intelligence, how well you handle social social interactions. And you've probably heard of emotional intelligence, which is how well you handle your emotions. So it follows that body intelligence is how well you manage your body. Pretty simple, right? The question is, why is that so important? Well, if you have enough body intelligence or BQ, then you'll be able to notice and attend to your physical and mental needs. Having BQ helps you to make choices that lead to vitality, health and consistent habits. It means that you're eating healthily, exercising regularly, getting enough sleep, and managing your emotions so that you can feel calm, stable, and resilient, so that you can handle life's curveballs, so that you know what to do when you're feeling exhausted or when something terrible happens at work on a Friday afternoon. BQ is the foundation of your well-being and your ability to look after yourself properly and adequately in all areas. And so let's talk about the pillars of BQ so you get a full understanding of what they are and what BQ is all about. I want to start by saying that every time you begin a new habit or upgrade an old habit, you're using BQ, your body intelligence. Whether it's exercising more regularly, reframing your inner critic, saying no to the third biscuit or switching off your computer at 5pm, BQ underlies all of those habits. In order for you to be able to make those sorts of decisions and perform those actions, you're using the three pillars of BQ, which are number one, how aware you are of your body, also known as body awareness, obviously. (laughs) Number two, what you know about your body, your body knowledge. And thirdly, what you do for and with your body, which is body engagement. So those three pillars are body awareness, body knowledge and body engagement. And to have BQ, you need to have adequate capacity in all three pillars because they work together and and they integrate. As you can imagine, BQ is central to the work of fitness and wellness professionals as well as to your self-care. So right now, I want to run you through the pillars briefly and give you some quizzes to help you rate your own level of BQ. Just so that you understand this rating scale that Gavin and Moore assigned to these pillars, um, I'll go through these briefly so you get an understanding of how you're actually measuring BQ in each area. You may come up as deficient in an area, which simply means that you lack skill or attention to that particular pillar. You may be sufficient, which means you have adequate skill or attention, Or you may be evolutionary, which means you have a keen awareness, knowledge and practice working in flow with your body and mind. So they're the three rating scales that Gavin and Moore assigned to BQ pillars, deficient, sufficient and evolutionary. Okay, with that in mind, let's talk about these pillars and 
go through a little rating exercise for each one. You might like to have a pen and paper handy if you do want to do this rating. Let's talk about the first pillar, which is body awareness. That's simply being tuned into your body and its signals. If you're someone who has high body awareness, it means that you're aware of how and when your body speaks to you and what it's telling you. And it means that you're listening to that and honouring it. A lot of people have physical sensations that they ignore and hope will go away. Maybe you're sitting at your desk and you have a stiff neck, but you push through and keep working. That's not body awareness. <laughs> that invariably leads to injury or stress because you've ignored an important need. Compare that with somebody who has a high body awareness. They listen to what their body's telling them and they make adjustments in the moment. For example, you've eaten a chocolate biscuit with your cup of tea and you notice it gave you a sugar rush, it doesn't feel too good and on that basis you might say no to a second biscuit. That's BQ in action. Or maybe you have a deadline looming at work, so your brain's telling you to push on and finish it even though you have to stay a little late, but you notice that your neck's sore, your eyes are starting to burn and your brain's feeling a little bit fried. BQ in that case would be parking the work for tomorrow and shutting your computer off, knowing that you'll be better off going home now and finalising everything when you're feeling fresh and when you have renewed energy and resilience. As you can see, the greater your body awareness, the more in control you are of your bodily outcomes. You're able to look after yourself better. And that awareness is at two levels. Firstly, there are the gross sensations like muscle soreness, or a sore neck, and then there are the more subtle sensations, like the awareness that your energy is flagging or that you're feeling a bit burnt out. It therefore follows that the skills you need to have body awareness are mindfulness, the ability to reflect, and also the ability to experiment and learn from your experiences. So I invite you to rate your body awareness right now. I'm going to ask you five questions. And let's see if you can just write down some answers that first come to your mind. Firstly, when does your body feel good and why is that? When does your body feel good and why is that? Question number two, when does your body feel not so good and why is that? When does your body feel not so good and why is that? Question number three is what are the best and worst that you felt physically? How or why did this happen? What are the best and worst that you felt physically and how or why did this happen? Question four, how do you know that something's wrong with your body? What are the signals that you get? Just write down two or three signals that tell you something's wrong with your body. And finally, question five, what portion of the time do you consciously notice and act on those signals? What portion of the time do you consciously notice and act on those signals? You might want to go back to these and write your answers down. I know I went through them fairly quickly for the purpose of this podcast, but really, if you could answer all of those five questions clearly and definitively, if you were able to recognize the answers popping into your mind right away, and if you answered positively to the final question, then your body awareness is probably pretty good. 
I invite you to look at the answers. How easily did those answers come to you? Give yourself a point for each question that you could answer immediately, easily and positively. So you're going to score somewhere between zero and five. You get a point for each question answered immediately, easily and positively. If you scored zero to two, then you're probably deficient in the pillar of body awareness. It means that you need to bring more mindfulness, reflection and experimentation to your daily life so that you can be aware of what your body's telling you. If you scored three to four, then you're probably sufficient in this area. It means that you're aware of the sorts of signals that your body gives you in good times and bad, and you may act on those sometimes. And if you scored a five, if you could answer all of those questions easily and immediately and positively, then you're probably evolutionary in the area of body awareness. Okay, write down your score, and now let's go to pillar number two, body knowledge. This is partly our knowledge of what to do, for example, the accepted standards for healthy living and a healthy body. And it's also your intrinsic knowledge of what you do as an individual or what you need to do to feel or function better. Think about this. How many of us knowingly do things that are unhealthy? And why do we do this to ourselves? Why is it that we do things that are unhealthy, that we know are going to feel bad the next day or in an hour, and yet we still do them? Maybe you, or if you're a coach, your client might say things like, I know I need to exercise more, but I never seem to find the time. And that tells you that you or that person knows what to do and what's getting in the way. But there's also how to do it. What specific things do you need to do? Maybe there's some education around that. Body knowledge is much like what scientists call health literacy. It's including your knowledge of recognised standards, your own personal markers for health, like weight, blood pressure, cholesterol, and those sorts of things, and your own knowledge of what your body needs to be healthy, vital, and to engage in healthy habits. So there are a few things that make up body knowledge. So let's do a quick five-question quiz like we just did for awareness, but in the area of body, body knowledge. So here are the five questions. What do you think you have to know about your body to take good care of it? That's question one. What do you think you have to know about your body to take good care of it? Number two, what is your pattern of checking in with health professionals for checkups, issues or concerns? Question number three, what do you know about healthy lifestyle habits generally? What are they? Question number four, what is your personal formula for healthy eating, regular exercise, adequate sleep, sufficient recharge, building energy, mental resilience and weight management? What's your personal formula for those things? And question five, how healthy is your relationship to alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, caffeine and other addictive substances? I did go through those fairly quickly. You might want to pause and go back and listen again. But really, if you could answer those questions immediately, clearly, definitively, and if you answered positively to question five, then your body knowledge is probably pretty good. 
Give yourself a point for each question that you could immediately think of an answer for that was positive. If you scored zero to two, then you're probably deficient in that area and you need to learn more about what your body needs or what the recognised standards or measures might be. Or maybe it's about having more regular checkups or attention to issues. If you scored three to four, then your body knowledge is probably sufficient. And if you scored a five, your body knowledge is probably evolutionary. So once again, have a look at that pillar on its own and see how you rate it. See whether there's room for improvement. The final pillar is body engagement. And even when you have adequate or even evolutionary levels of body awareness and knowledge engagement, the actual doing may not come easily. But this is where the rubber hits the road. Body engagement is about doing the best thing for your body repeatedly until it's a habit that you're tuned into and in flow with. It means you're committed to taking intelligent action based on what you need at this point in your life. And it's about how you configure your life so that your body fully supports your work in the world. We all know that habits are hard to break and to build and that's why the industry of professional health and wellness coaching is being developed right now. Coaches help people to reconfigure their lives to fit in the healthy habits that they need. Think of it this way, if you want to make lasting change then you need a solid foundation of self-motivation and self-efficacy so that you can stretch out of your comfort zone, experiment with new habits in a curious and non-judgmental way and to focus and persist for long enough to make changes that stick. If you want to form a new habit, then you need to do certain things regularly in a way that integrates awareness, knowledge, and action. And that's what body engagement is all about. It's being in flow. And so to rate your body engagement, I've got another five questions for you. See how quickly and immediately and positively you can answer these questions. Question one. What habits do you engage in consistently that make your body feel better? Question two, how do you experiment when you're developing a new habit? Question three, what works best for you when you're developing a new habit? For, a pro, for example, what's your approach to setting goals and experimenting? Question four, what life factors help you to engage more consistently in a healthy lifestyle? And question five, what new habits do you want to develop as your next step? Just like the other pillars, if you could answer those questions clearly and definitively, if answers popped straight into your head, and if you answered positively to question five, then your body engagement is probably pretty good. Right now, give yourself a point for each question that you could immediately answer positively and easily. If you scored zero to two, then you probably are a bit deficient in body engagement. If you scored three to four, you're probably sufficient in body engagement. You're probably working regularly on consistent habits and doing them most of the time. And if you scored a five, then you're probably evolutionary in this area. You're very good at taking committed action and being in flow with that action. That action feels good to you. You love exercise. You enjoy preparing healthy meals, for example. 
So now let's talk about analysing your score overall. Reflect on your scores for the awareness pillar, the knowledge pillar and the engagement pillar of BQ. If you were sufficient in all three, then you're probably the type of person who can tune into their needs and who knows what to do to meet those needs and does that consistently. If you're deficient in awareness, then thought watching, journaling or mindfulness are three tools that you can use to build your awareness so that you start listening to your body and taking action in a way that supports it more often. You would need to schedule those things or at least one of those tools, thought watching, journaling or mindfulness, in for a few minutes each day or every other day as a regular practice to build awareness. If you were deficient in the knowledge pillar, then doing a course or attending a webinar or reflecting on what's worked for you before are three tools you can use to build your knowledge. And once again, you'd need to schedule those activities in to gain knowledge. If you're deficient in engagement, then getting support and accountability, reflecting on your success and finding ways to get into flow with your habits will help you to be more consistent and engaged with healthy habits. Working with a health and wellness coach can help you to fit new habits into your existing lifestyle and to get the accountability you need to successfully embed those habits, make them automatic. So let's wrap up this session and summarise what we've discussed today. Being consistent with your habits starts with your awareness of what your body's telling you. It means that you treat yourself with more respect because you're honouring your body's needs and taking better care of yourself. And then if you know what to do and you can find a way to do it consistently, you'll raise your BQ to live a more vital, energised, engaged and happy life. You'll build resilience and each day will feel easier. You'll enjoy emotional well-being, balance, resilience, energy and joy. And I want to finish by saying that if you do need to find a health and wellness coach to work with or would like help in a membership setting, reach out to me on my website, www.melaniejwhite.com and fill out the contact form. We can make a time to have a chat about what you might need. I have access to coaches with specialist skills in different areas who may be a good fit for you and I have a membership option available. So if you'd like to find out more about any of those things, get in touch, drop me a line on the contact form. Okay, that's it for me today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed learning about BQ and that you feel motivated to go and raise yours. I'll see you in the next episode and bye for now. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.